Hi everyone, welcome back to Shade Charts. Um, I am Christabel. Uh, can you believe this is season three of Shade Charts? I can't believe that. Uh, thank you so much to everyone that's been tuning in, everyone that's been sending words of encouragement. It's meant the absolute world to me. Um, if you haven't listened to our previous seasons, please do. We spoke, season one, we spoke a lot about the, the things that we go through as women you know navigating life as a single parent or a long parent coping with still birth and miscarriages um you know going from being single to being married being um black women raising black sons so we spoke a lot about the social um aspects of life or the things that we deal with on a day-to-day basis um and season two it was my the faith series So season two, I welcomed a lot of my sisters in faith. Um, You know, I I had them share their journeys of of faith in different areas of their lives and how they've really put that faith into action and how they've applied it. Season three is about my journey of faith. Um, You know, so bear with me. Um, This is probably going to be one of the hardest seasons for me to do because it's going to require me to really be open and to be honest and to talk about some of the areas that maybe I just don't talk about. I don't really like to talk about them, but I have to talk about them because the truth is we're all going through something, right? Unless one of us actually opens their mouth and says, hey, I was there too. How do we encourage each other and how do we lift each other out of um, really painful, tough seasons? Um, we've been going through a pandemic. Gosh, we've been going through heaven. We've been going through Uh, So the pandemic really started in 2020, right? When uh, Corona or COVID-19, whichever way you want to refer to it, hit our world and just, you know, changed life as we knew it. But if I'm going to be honest with you, I was going through a pandemic for way before that. You know, I've probably been going through a pandemic um, for the past four years. Um, and that's the pandemic of my spirit, the pandemic of really, um, we go through ups and downs as believers. And for me, the last four years have really been a big, massive down. Not that you would know that if if you were looking at me, um, because I think I've got um, an image that people, people see me probably as a positive, you know, bubbly, um, really outgoing and confident, strong person, right? And I think if I'm going to be honest, I I also live my life to that perception. Therefore, sometimes I'm not always as transparent as I need to be because I'm mindful that, you know what, people view me as this positive person. So some of the things that we'll, I will talk about might, yeah, might shock some of you uh, who've known me for years, um, you know, because... I haven't always um, shared everything. I think I'm quite a transparent person, but at the same time, I'm also not. So there's some things that I I really share openly and some things that I don't always share. Um, But I'm hoping to change that in this podcast. So where do I start? Um, 
I guess I'll start from the beginning. So I was born in Zimbabwe, um, you know, um, if you don't know where Zimbabwe is, it's near South Africa, the south, right at the the tip of Africa. Beautiful country with amazing people and really friendly, really easygoing um, people. So I was born there, but I didn't actually grow up there. I moved to England when I was 12, um, which I'm sure you can tell from my accent. I've been in England for the past 20 years. Um, but before I actually moved to England, I used to go to a boarding school. And in in this boarding school, they used to they had scripture union. So one I can't, I was going to say one Sunday, but it wasn't a Sunday. I don't know what day of the week it was, but one evening anyway, they had a scripture union and, you know, and I don't know what it was, but I just felt, you know what, I'm going to go. And I went to that scripture union and on that day they were speaking about how if you really wanted something from God, if you ask for it with an open heart, with all your desires, you will receive it right so one of the of the of the prayer points that day was that if we were all going to be praying for the gift of tongues now if you don't know what tongues are or you're thinking what is that and I know that in the body of Christ we've got so many different beliefs when it comes to tongues um I won't get into the theology of it um because yeah people believe different things but for me I really wanted that gift um, because I understood it as as a gift that you could use to I mean who doesn't want the Holy Spirit to pray on their behalf right Um, because as people there's sometimes where we don't really know what to say where we're so down and in a rut that you just can't you don't even know what to pray for so for me I really wanted this gift that was, you know, um, told to me that this is a way of, you know, um, attaining the, 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 the power of the Holy Spirit and attaining that gift. So on that day, I prayed as a 12 year old and I said, Lord, I really would like this gift. I'm asking for it earnestly with my heart. So I pray that you save me. I pray that you, I believe that you exist. I believe that you are real. And for me, if you are real, then I ask that you, you answer me. And that very same day, I started praying in tongues right and so for me I would say that's where that's the very same day I got my salvation that's the day I got saved um so now fast forward years later um I'm now in England I I do you know I I I am a Christian I but I didn't really live like a Christian if I'm going to be honest you might be thinking what does that look like like what does that leave what does living like a Christian look like this is not like I'm not about to come with rules and regulation of how to be the perfect Christian that's not what this is about um but one thing that I will say is to live like a Christian is to really believe that the that Jesus is the Lord of your life you know it means that when you read the bible and you learn the principles that are in the bible you apply them to your life and you actually you know you you walk in love you walk in peace all the 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 fruit of the spirit is what you cultivate in your day-to-day life that for me is what being a christian is so 
you know i i i didn't really know god i knew of him i knew he existed i obviously had had this experience when i was 12 years old um when i got baptized in tongues but i didn't really know him like i was like yeah god exists he's there right he created us he made us in his image but i didn't really know him and i would say 2015 was probably where my journey with god began um but before that i went to uni and you know how uni for me was all about fun it was all about go out drink you know pass out get up again the next day and do it all over again and for me i realized that at uni alcohol was a numb a numbing you know like when you go into theater and they numb you that's what I used alcohol as. I used alcohol to numb my emotions, to numb, you know, how I felt, to numb so that I didn't really have to deal with how I felt. And how I felt at uni was that I wasn't good enough, was that I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, yeah, I just wasn't, I felt like I wasn't good enough. I felt like I wasn't worthy. I felt like they, they were, there were other people that were, so much better than me and I was just this this person who um who didn't who who didn't matter right and I hid all of that in a confident persona so on the outside I looked very confident I you know I I was this girl who had a beautiful body beautiful smile um you know loved the dance floor loved to drink was very carefree um but really what what was underneath was that I was so broken. I just felt like life had no meaning for me. It was, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I'm at uni. Yes, I'm studying. You know, at the time I was studying forensic science with criminology. Um, but really, like, I didn't know what the future looked like for me. Um, I, so I went from one boyfriend to the other. Actually, I wouldn't even call them boyfriends. Um, I went from one situationship to another situationship to another situationship. Um, you know, so I, I literally, I dated guys. I was never fully committed into anything. Um, but it was, it was like, oh, it's just fun. You know, it's casual. Um, I would, yeah, it, it, it's casual. I would have sex with them. And, you know, and for me, it was like, yeah, it's no big deal. Everyone does it. But really, if I can be honest, for me, why I would have sex with the guys was it was really because I wanted to feel loved. I wanted to feel secure. I wanted to feel supported. I wanted to feel like I mattered. And for me, that's what those casual um, sex um episodes translated to you know it was well they have sex with me so they must love me or well they have sex with me so they must care or they have sex with me so I'm I must matter but it wasn't that at all um you know like to them it was just fun it was just yeah she's she's here and she's ready to give it so we're gonna take it it doesn't necessarily mean anything other than that um and the more and more I went through that cycle the worse and worse I felt about myself um you know so fast forward to 2015 I'd be I had been seeing this guy for about five years who he had a girlfriend I knew he had a girlfriend before I even got into the relationship with him but in my mind, I always used to think, well, like, you know, 
he's gonna leave her and he used to say that to me as well he used to say no you know it's not me and her it's not really working out um you know like it's not really she's not the one that I want you know it's not really going but then he never actually fully broke up with her like that should have been a warning for me but it wasn't because in my head at the time I was like well like if I can get him away from her then this will prove that I met her this will prove that I'm important this will prove that you know I'm all the sauce 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 and all the spice really sad you know really really sad but and I think it goes to to show that a lot of us may sit and judge other people for the behaviors that they have, but without actually understanding what is going on deep within their hearts, deep within their soul, why are we judging them before we know them? Actually get to know and understand why are you the way that you are? Is there anything that how can I help? How can I support? Um, you know, so, so yeah, so for me, that's what, you know, my, my, my feelings of unworthy presented them, themselves as, um, this girl that was ready to take other people's men and have sex with whoever I wanted to, because I was, yeah, you know, um, but comes to 2015, I've been seeing this guy for five years and you know and now there are feelings involved like I am heavily in love with this guy and I want him to choose me and I want him to say you're the one that I want you're the one that I'm gonna spend my life with and he didn't do that and that broke me you know and I remember calling him on that day so I had called him many times before and said you know what it's over um you know we're done um but I I was doing it for attention in the past you know when you go oh it's over we're done but really you're kind of saying that because you want him to say no 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 no, babes like what, what, what are you talking about like it's you that I want like let's just fully walk this out but he never said that all those times so I think he's so every time I used to come to him and say you know what is done I think we need to go our separate ways he used to think oh here she comes again with you know um with 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 the attention seeking statement um but this time I really meant it I was tired I was so tired of being the girl that that was being used I was so tired of trying to get validation from these men that I I dated. I was so tired of wanting one of them to tell me that I was worthy, that I mattered, um, you know, and I just... I got to the end of myself and I remember that day I called and I said, you know what, we can't do this anymore. I can't keep going around the same circle over and over again. I hung up the phone and I cried cried I cried like you know the ugly type of crying (laughs) that that kind of crying I literally cried myself and I remember saying that's the first time that I really got frank with God I said God I'm tired I am so tired of trying to feel validated I am so tired of trying to yeah of trying to find my worth in all these things please show me that I met her please I will not I don't want and I I said this this statement to him I said if you get me out of this pain I will wait I will not date anyone until you tell me they're my husband I will not get in any relationship until you confirm that it is who you created for me right and 
I, I went, I fasted, I went on a fast and um, the plan was that I was going to go on a 24 hour fast. If you don't know what fasting is, fasting is where you abstain from, from something, usually food, um, you abstain from food or it, it can be anything, but I chose to abstain from food for a certain period of time. And in that time frame, you use that time to really dig deep and to draw closer and to, so I spent the time, I had my Bible line up i had sermons upon sermons that i was going to listen to i journaled you know i i i I commit fully committed this day to the lord and i said lord i am not going to move here until i hear from you i i don't want to go around the same circle i'm tired i want my life to be different um so i yeah so i then finished i didn't actually finish it i was 18 hours in and i was laying in my bed and i was i was still crying and i just felt so tired and so drained and i remember this was the first time i heard god speak and people people may be thinking what do you mean god speak god doesn't speak i heard him speak and he said christabel daughter why are you punishing yourself why are you punishing yourself i took all the punishment on the cross i took all the pain on the cross why are you doing this to yourself get up and go and eat right and i remember thinking god (laughs) is that you? Um, you know, it, it's crazy because we, we always want God to speak. And when he speaks, we're, we're sort of in disbelief because we're like, that doesn't happen. Like, how, how does that happen? Um, you know, and then I remember thinking, so what I was doing for me, that it was a way of saying, it was like I was punishing myself for everything that I'd done in my life because I was like, God, I have walked away from you. You've had your hair, your hand on me all this time. And instead, I've just lived my life however I wanted to. So it's like I was punishing myself. And to hear God saying he wasn't punishing me, you know, for me, that was the beginning of change. And I, I got up and I went to the fridge and, you know, I, I took there was fruits in the fridge. And I started, I, I grabbed, I think it was blueberries and grapes. I grabbed blueberries and grapes and I ate them. And I, I ate them so fast because I'd been, um, I, I, I hadn't had any food for about 18 hours. I ate them so fast. I ate, ate. And then I felt really sick after that. I threw up, right? I threw up. And it's like almost as if my body, my stomach was now rejecting this food that I was now putting in my mouth. Um, and I remember feeling, feeling like God saying, now you are the things that you used to have a taste for that you used to enjoy that you used to you know that you used to fulfill you're you're gonna lose all that that test for it it's gonna be exactly like this food that you've been eating it's gonna make you feel nauseous the thought of even doing none of those things so I got out the next day and I was like I god you know what I'm abstaining I'm not going to have sex with any person. The next person I'm going to have sex with will be my husband, you know. And I walked that life, you know, of faith. And 
I kid you not, there were so many different things. I cultivated that relationship with God and that relationship with the Holy Spirit. And there was many things. And I think it can be so hard to, to understand how God speaks. But the more you cultivate that, that relationship with him, the more you actually walk in things that he's, t- he's told you to and you see them come to fruition, the more you actually understand that that is God speaking to you. You know, um, and I, I suppose one, I'll, I'll share one of the stories of, of faith that um, that I had right at the beginning. And, um, you know, God said to me that I was going to write three books. Right. And I was thinking, write three books like, OK, <laughs> all right, God. And, um, you know, and he gave me the titles of these books. And he said the first title was from single and hating it to single and loving it. The second title was from single and loving it to courtship, you know. And the third title was from courtship to married. And I remember thinking, oh, okay, God, like this is all cute and everything. Um, but you know, I I yeah, I don't see how this is gonna come to fruition. Nine months later, I was a published author and I had published the first book, um, which is available on Amazon plug <laughs> or available through my uh, website, uh, www.iamchristabel.com. Um, you know, and I'd, I was I was a published author and I was invited to TV stations to speak about this book and to speak about my journey of faith. And, you know, that for me was was one of the examples that God had said something to me and I saw it come to fruition. And when he gave me the name of the first book, he gave me a vision of what the cover was going to look like. Right. And as I was writing the book and as I was um, deciding the cover, I, I, I found um, a graphic designer and I said to him, hey, listen, I'm writing a book. This is what the title is called. I would love for it to I would love for the cover to look like this right and the cover at the time I wanted I was like I want something that stands out on the shelf and um, I wanted to be red you know because it will symbolize the blood that Jesus shed on the cross for me um, you know how we can get very spiritual about these things but when I I was saying that and I was giving this person the the details of how the I wanted the cover to look that cover that I was describing was the complete opposite of the cover of the vision that God had given me a few months ago, right? Um, but yeah, so I, I I paid this graphic designer, um, but I knew I think I knew that I was I was not supposed to be doing that, but I did it anyway because for me I was like, well, if God has told me that I'm going to write books, I'm going to make it happen, right? He's already told me, so He told me for a reason. He told me because I'm capable, so I am going to make it happen when God tells you that you're going to do something, it's not about you bringing that to fruition. It's about you walking every step in obedience, leading you to where he's told you you were going to go in the first place. You know, but I think sometimes we get very excited um, when God says, Christopher, you're going to do ABCD. We start to think, we start to dream, right? Oh my God, if God says I'm going to do ABCD, I'm going to help him. I'm going to start doing all the things and put, and put my ducks in, in order. But no, God is telling you that because what he's saying is, I'm then going to give you the steps that you need to follow to get to that end point. 
you know and that's those steps of obedience are so important um and you know so so I did that and then I got to the end I was like okay god I'm ready to publish now I've got the book cover you know I'm good to go and then that actually wasn't the book cover because the publishers that I actually ended up going with you know they they sent me a book cover they didn't they they said what they didn't even ask me what my what I wanted my book cover to. I just kind of told them what this story, what what the book was all about. You know, it was about a girl that was so depressed at being single and was so depressed at being asked the question, when are you going to get married? You know, when when where's your husband? People, we've got to stop asking that question. Um, you know, people will get married when they get married. It doesn't like there's no age to these things, but I feel like in our world, when you get to a certain age we start getting asked these questions like when are you going to get married no like let people be because you're putting pressure and you might actually get people to rush ahead of god because they're feeling like oh maybe i'm i'm a little bit delayed than where i should be you know if you're single right now take your time like you will get married when you get married there's no age to this um getting sidetracked uh, but that was a, a little plug on their little um advice but you know so the publishers then sent me my cover right the cover that I had zero input on I didn't even say this is what I wanted it to look like they sent me the cover and the cover was exactly like this vision that I had months ago exactly the same exactly what God had showed me and so different to the cover that i was trying to design you know and for me what that taught me was that all you had to do was trust and obey trust what god is saying obey what he's telling you to do you know what he was telling me to do at that time was this is the publisher that i want you to use and everything fell into place from there um you know so so yeah so i i got you know so i i was so i got that book published i got the second book published as well um you know and the those two books for me they're so different um and and i feel like it's also two different christabels that wrote that book the first book was wrote, i wrote that book from a place of restoration you know like when when you write a book after the fact like god had taken me through something that now i was no longer single and hating it right i was now single and loving it and i could write about it because i i'd been through it so i was writing in retrospect right and it's so much easier to write about the things that held you bondage and it's so much easier to speak about the things that held you bondage um you know um when you're over them <laughs> when you are now on the other side book 2 on the other hand i wrote that book as i was going through what i was going through and if i'm going to be honest i haven't really shared much about book 2 um to anyone or maybe my close my close peoples you know your inner circle my inner circle no but i feel like not everyone knows about um about what yeah about that journey to book 2 um and yeah and that is what i'm going to be sharing in this podcast because book 2 uh was about how i met my husband how i knew he was the one you know how yeah 
how God confirmed to me without a shadow of doubt that this was him. Um, and before you, you know, like I feel like in the church, there's a lot of wait on God, you know, trust God to bring your husband and he will not disappoint you. You know, wait on God to bring you that that person that's going to be. I don't know why I'm talking like that, because I feel like that's how um, preachers speak. And, um, you know, we, we, there's a lot of messages about how when you trust God, you will not be disappointed. When you trust God to bring your husband, he'll be everything that you've always wanted. Um, you know, that you need to let all these people go and trust God to bring you uh, born of your bone. Can I be honest? I was a little bit disappointed. Yes, I said it. I was a little bit disappointed when God showed me and revealed who my husband was. Disappointed on many, many different different platforms or different ways. And I am going to share that in the next episode. Um, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed listening to episode one and I will catch you on episode two.